Hi, you're listening to Boggy Talk, Faith Conversations in the Mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore. Hey, thanks for tuning in to Boggy Talk. Uh, in this episode, we are picking up right where we left off last week, talking about uh, this year's 2023 Southern Baptist Convention. I like that you clarified it was the 2023. This year, 2023, because you know the internet yeah. is timeless, right? That's right. That's true. That's a uh, that great point. Happened in New Orleans. So apart from having hey, some wonderful food. Those of you who are listening to this in 2025. Yeah, you're looking back thinking, man. Yeah. How they things had, have changed. Man, we you're like, dang, their hair was even that dark back then. <laughs> they, it's they're so gray. Mine's gray and so uh, fast. So fast. Um, so besides having some uh, incredible food, some beignets uh, and some gumbo in New Orleans. Yeah. Um, the convention. Velvet Cactus. I introduced oh, you guys to that the Velvet Cactus. That was really good. Velvet Cactus was really yeah, good. Their yeah. chips and salsa were amazing. It's You don't think about getting Mexican food. In New I know, Orleans, I know. But it was, I know where all the Johnny good. Sanchez is another good Tex-Mex. So funny story on the way to the SBC, we were running a little bit high. And so Christy and I, our family, we usually eat dinner like five, five thirty. Okay. And so, uh, it was like six o'clock and we were still like an hour and a half or about an hour away. Or, and she didn't know how far away we were. And she said, do you think we could like alter the, the, the plan for food? I was like, nope. I was like, James has the restaurants picked out for us because he wants us to experience these places and that's where we're going. Yeah. And I'm so glad that was the plan because it yeah. was fantastic. Merrill's was good. It was cool. It was different. I think yeah. our group, uh, you yeah, know. I liked the style yeah, of eating yeah. there, like, you know, different plates to eat and stuff. Yeah. And not, I mean, small anyway. dishes, tapas style. So tapas style. there you go. That's the thing now. Right? It is tapas, so cool. We were so cool doing that. It was so good too. Um, yeah, we are so, so hey, cool. let's talk about uh, last week we covered a good bit. And so today we're talking about probably what were some of the more controversial things uh, that it's what everybody wants to hear about. Everybody wants to hear about hear our opinion. Uh, and our opinion is, um, well, we're going to talk about it. So um, uh, leading into the Southern Baptist Convention this year. Um, really what was all over social media, what's been all over social media and the press uh, after that are uh, the issue of women uh, and the role of pastor. Mm-hmm. Although those terms are still uh, not being uh, used correctly, I think Correct. in some of the reporting uh, and the disfellowshipping of three churches from the convention. So really quickly, let's talk about uh, the process. Uh, there is what's called the credentials committee. This is a group that's selected and elected. Um, elect- are they elected? Are they just selected? By the they are selected, selected by. I want to say the right word. They are either selected or elected. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, according to the bylaws and the constitution of the convention. Um, yeah. But they we don't are, vote on them at the convention. So no, they're they selected. Are, they're selected. The so they are charged yeah. with basically if there's any um, a church that is found to not be in a cooperative cooperation with the Baptist faith and Correct. message in yes. Southern Baptist, they are charged with. Uh, examining that church and basically making a recommendation uh, that they either be allowed to continue in fellowship or disfellowshipped. So um, back in February, uh, after the committee met, uh, there were several churches that were uh, recommended for that were disfellowshipped. Those churches have 30 days to appeal and then can uh, bring it to the convention. Three of those churches did appeal and brought their case to the convention floor. Yes. Uh, and the first was a church where there was a female serving as the lead pastor mm-hmm. of the church. Fern Creek, Fern Baptist, Creek Baptist Church. Baptist Church. In Louisville, Kentucky. 
Um, and then the second uh, church that was brought up was a church uh, that was not uh, about women in serving Correct. in the role of pastor. It was about the uh, pastor, pa- current pastor serving, uh, being disqualified from ministry because of sexual immorality. Uh, and uh, that was brought up. And uh, then there was- Freedom Church in Vero Beach, That was Freedom Florida. Church, yes, mm-hmm. in Vero Beach, Florida. And then there was uh, Saddleback Church, which, is, which people know that because of its uh, former lead pastor, uh, Rick Warren, mm-hmm. uh, and his, uh, his, uh, fame, uh, purpose-driven life, purpose-driven yes. church, other books and resources that he's, uh, written and led. Uh, so let's talk about the disfellowshipping because these yeah. votes, uh, the, 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 one representative is allowed to speak. And then one representative from the, uh, credentials committee is allowed to give, uh, uh, their perspective and rebuttal. I guess a rebuttal, the right word. Sure. It could be a rebuttal if, you know, um, and then there's a vote. And I would say, respectively, these votes uh, were pretty consistent in number. I mean, the the um, the one from Florida was like, I think, 96%, you know, affirmative to continue the disfellowship. Uh, I feel like it was the most, you know, it was mm-hmm. very clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Fern Creek was like 91 and the Saddleback was around 88. 88, um, 88, 88. So mm-hmm. let's talk about those issues. Yeah, I know. So again, credentials committee, executive committee approves, then they appeal. Um, yeah, Freedom Church, we'll start with that just because I think we'll iron that out. So again, back to the sexual abuse, you know, issue is that there's a guy who was, uh, he had some issues, you know, and um, they still wanted to be the pastor. They kind of presented it like they had reacted to this and they were mm-hmm. handling it, but um uh, I happen to know the d- director of missions down there, uh, mm-hmm. or associational mission strategist, Tim O'Carroll. Um, the convention, state convention here was involved and Dean and Sarah, who's on the executive committee and in Florida, uh, spoke to it and said, they're lying, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and they're trying to cover this up and, uh, this is on, they've never responded to any of us mm-hmm. of what we've asked. And so, um, so I will say, listening listening to this, not knowing anything of the situation, as the church representative was sharing, I was like, oh, wow, they shouldn't be disfellowshipped because they've actually handled it. And yeah. then Dean and Sarah speaks, is like, he's lying, and they haven't, and they've been deceptive, and it's known they've been deceptive. They communicated to their church that once they're once they're back in the SBC, they'll bring the pastor back into. So I was like, oh, well, duh. Now yeah, it was right. just like, oh, my goodness, is this really happening? Which is, which is so weird that 12,000 people who don't know these people are voting on it. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, also, you know, they have the right to appeal, you yes. know? So, and, and, and again, you know, that's kind of the beauty and the, and the mm-hmm. ugliness of the Southern Baptist convention. But the other, the other thing, uh, was about, um, women in the role of pastor. And, yes. and, and so Fern Creek has a female senior pastor who spoke up. Mm-hmm. It felt like, and my wife said this, it felt like her biggest gripe was that she's been, in this mm-hmm. role for 20 something years. And yes. Why now? now all of a mm-hmm. sudden, that's what she said. Why now? So that um, was literally like how her plea was. Why now? But you know, I felt like that logic is like saying, <laughs> yeah, you know, to God, when you've been doing something wrong and you finally, you know, mm-hmm. deal with the consequences or you've been speeding all your life and you finally, you know, uh, get caught and you're like, well, why this time? You know, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, well, what you're doing is wrong, you know, right or wrong period, you know? Yeah. So, um, and then Saddleback was because they have a female teaching pastor. Um, mm-hmm. So we're going to talk more in just a moment about mm-hmm. uh, kind of the direction of the convention and these amendments that were made as well. But, um, you know, in the Baptist faith and message, 
it states that uh, the office of pastor is reserved for men. Um, there has been debate about whether or not certain aspects of ministry are included in that. So like mm -hmm. children's pastor, connection pastor, all these things. What the convention said clearly is if a woman is in a role of teaching over men, because so the teaching pastor at uh, Andy Wood, his wife's name is I Stacey, can't remember. Maybe I don't. I don't want to mess that up. So, uh, Pastor Wood, that's her last name. Um, she teaches on Sunday mornings at Saddleback regularly, and then of course in Fern Creek's case, female senior pastor teaching, leading, and teaching the congregation. That we said the line is there, mm -hmm. and so they were disfellowshipped by that. Um, so, so I think we should stop there. Mm -hmm. Uh, because, and I think we should move on now to, um, what was voted on in the constitution and Baptist faith of message, because those things then kind of feed into this. I agree. Yeah. Because so what was actually voted, uh, what you're referencing this amendment was to add the pastor slash overseer slash elder reserved for men. Yes. Um, to, and, and it was an attempt, I believe now it was very, very, uh, I don't know. It, it kind of caught a lot of people off guard that this motion just came from the floor and was just amended the, you know, <laughs> amended right there. Yeah. Uh, but the attempt was to provide clarity because different, because Baptist churches are autonomous and yeah. every, I wouldn't say every, almost every Baptist church uses these words, pastor, right. minister, director, elder, overseer, uh, in different ways. So that adds to the convolution right. of, of the practicalities and the way it's carried out at the local right. church. And there was an attempt, I believe, to provide clarity yeah. to what the Baptist faith and message was trying to communicate. Yeah, so basically, if they're in this office of pastor, spiritual authority over men and women in the church that they, and I even hate that phrase spiritual authority, just so you know, because we all have access to God, but in terms of setting the direction for the church, if they're in that office, they should be a man according to the Baptist mm -hmm. faith, the message now, and according to the way the constitution is going. So that does leave room currently for um, a role that uh, is not that office mm -hmm. for a woman to be in and leadership. Um, there's going to be a lot more debate about this still. And there was also a group that was formed to study what it means to be in friendly cooperation with um, the Florida, the, the Southern with, Baptist, with Baptist yeah, yeah. Yes. And, and it's greatly related to that. Yeah, basically. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's other things that they will address, like the issue of communion, which yes, is brought up, yes, yeah. uh, you know, the way the Baptist faith and message reads, it's, it could be, it could be interpreted. You have to be a church member to take communion and not practice open communion. So yeah. that one gets brought up and kind of lumped into this. Um, but this was a particular issue uh, that was, it was debated a lot. I think there's a lot of side conversations and again, it gets affected by uh, different, uh, sides of, you know, who want to see a certain direction. Yes. And ultimately the decision was to, I think, affirm what was already, you know, in the Baptist faith Agreed. and message and communicated. Um, and I think to give leeway. Um, so what, what's being communicated, I think, on the post side of this by some sides is that there's an attempt to be oppressive towards women, to, you know, squash women's uh, voices in the church and, 
And while that could be the case in some churches, um, it shouldn't be the case right. because of this. It shouldn't be the case because of the Bible. Uh, and it shouldn't be the case in our church. And I don't think it is where we, you know, we're trying to make concerted efforts to make sure. Mm-hmm. What it's saying is that the role of pastor, elder, overseer, as stated in, as, as explained in scripture and Paul, you know, we've talked about this in past body talks is referring to qualified men. And right. so there is a, well, you're saying I'm disqualified. Yeah, and you were texting me that, that I te- day. And I, I was like, I want to go make that motion because it needs to, it does say as qualified by scripture, but it should say qualified men. Yes. It's, that it, sounds it, better. Yes. Because I, when, 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 when a, when a woman says, well, that just excludes me because of my gender. I'm like, well, actually it, just because you're a man, no, it is reserved right. for qualified men. Right. And we have to be sure we that- have to emphasize that. Emphasize yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. And then it's not just any man. And that's not to elevate you or me or anybody who is serving in the role of pastor. It's just to say that there are qualifications. There are in, in the Bible, given uh, by God. Yeah. Yes, that we must follow. And it's why it's why we as a church don't call. And so this is an issue that, get, that gets lumped into this is that some churches, every man who serves on staff is called pastor so-and-so, right, right. regardless of whether they're functioning in the role of pastor or not. Right, that's great. And women who oftentimes- No, that's great. That's a great point. Yeah. And yeah. women who oftentimes on those church staffs are are carrying more responsibility and more weight in decisions are just called you know, director. And so we're, we're using this term, many, some churches are using this term based on gender. And I don't think they should be. They absolutely, they absolutely shouldn't be um, because it is an office of the church. And so for trying in our attempt to be faithful to scripture, it's why here at our church, there's not every man on staff is called pastor. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, and Alec and Lucas, they're not called pastor yet. And it's not because they're not qualified. It's they, Mm -hmm. we have a process that they're walking through where they're essentially proving their character, proving their, 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 their qualifications, uh, where they will be uh, ordained in that mm-hmm. that title in mm-hmm. that office one day, should the Lord continue to work in that way, uh, and so we have kind of I think Baptist as a whole collectively have shot made this issue a lot more difficult for ourselves simply because we haven't used the term clearly. Right. Also, we haven't done the. Uh, the the work of really like, what does this mean and the roles for implications for women and how do we really continue to elevate the roles of women uh, in the church and give them the voice that not just that they deserve, but that, that God gives them, you know? Yeah. So, so let's just, there's a lot that's going to be unclear about this, but let's just speak to some very clear things. So first of all, this idea that women were banned from leadership in Southern Baptist churches is a lie. Right. It's a lie. Yeah, if you're seeing that, it's not true. It's a lie. It's it's a it's a at best, it's it's a lie based out of ignorance. Um, at worst, it's a deliberate lie to um to attack, you know, mm-hmm. because that is not the case. I, I had a friend who doesn't go to church say, po- post something on social media and they said uh Southern Baptists, you know, voted to remove women. F- restrict women from leadership. I bet Jesus, I'm like, that's actually not true. Right. And they, they re clarified their post because uh, it's pastors. And so like, I just think the thing to be, that needs to be stated here. Like, so, so number one, that's not true. Mm-hmm. And every church wrestle with, wrestles with um, how to involve all people in leadership beyond just a pastor and, and women as well. And there's a lot of freedom there that's still available to cooperate with the Southern Baptist Convention. Mm-hmm. Secondly, 
is the Southern Baptist like have always been about men being pastors and mm-hmm. not women. It's, mm-hmm. Like it's, that's it's, not like I don't understand the big shot. Like mm-hmm. like again, I don't think that the ch- church up the street from here or down the road from here who has female pastors that they don't love Jesus. Like right. do I think they're wrong? I, I do, but I don't think they don't love Jesus. But also like most of those women would not want to be a Southern Baptist. Like, I don't understand, like, cause they know that. Right. Like, mm-hmm. so that's, what's kind of strange to me is like the shit Rick Warren's like, you guys have drifted away. No, you changed again. I'm not saying you don't love Jesus. Right. And still love the Bible and still. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And there was no clapping by the way, when they were disfellowship. Bart Barber had specifically said, we don't clap. Yeah. He said, like, you don't, you don't have a party with the divorce. How, yeah, how yeah, he said that, but it was a great way to frame Like this is, we don't take this lightly where no one wins. There's yeah, not a winning right, side of this. Right. This is hard. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and really I mean, there's times in the Bible this happened, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not just also, but there's like, Hey, we're, we're parting ways. We're doing this. And so it's never just, Hey, we won. There's not a winning side of this. Yeah. So, so I, 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 I struggle a little bit with like the group who's like, we did this and now it sends a message to all these women. I'm like, it doesn't, if you speak clearly like about what was said, like just speak to the meta narrative, don't mm-hmm. get involved in the counter narratives. Like mm-hmm. here's what we believe. And, and I, and I think like the pragmatic movement is like, well, that means that certain people aren't going to want to be our church. It does. Yeah, it it yeah. does, and so do a lot of other things. <laughs> yes, it does. It does, you know, and so, um, mm-hmm. you know. I- anyway, now I-, I think what's what's also clear here uh, is that there is still a lot of confusion mm-hmm. about. Uh, well, then, what roles can women serve in? Um, children's pastor, mm-hmm. right? Well, that's not an elder overseer, Ooh, right? You know, or um, connections pastor, and so I think. I, I don't think we're going to be disfellowshipping anybody who's in that role. But then again, it's like, was that the purpose? Is, right. Was to say any of these roles, like right. we just need to call the minister. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, but then what are we asking them to do? Like, so I don't think you're going to begin to see some big witch hunt aside from you will see churches who have a female senior pastor or who is teaching regularly over men who would be disfellowshipped from the convention. Yeah, I think that I, I hope what does I hope what it does bring is some clarity to how we what what we call things amongst Baptist churches. Right. But then again, is that really possible? I don't know because going back to you know autonomy of the church that Southern Baptists have that every every Southern Baptist church is different. It's why right. it's why you can't I wouldn't tell someone don't like if they're asking me for a church recommendation, I wouldn't say, well, just go to the first Southern Baptist church you can find and it'll be fine because it may right. not be right. because they may teach some things. And I'm like, no, but my dad cheering at a baseball game. Tongues, you know? uh, but it could be all kinds of things. Yeah. So I hope that it does bring some clarity at the same time. I do hope that it, uh, forces churches to evaluate uh, their structures and their titles and what they're what they're doing to provide uh, qualified men right. and women the opportunity to minister and to serve. I, um, yeah. I, and I'll say that I think churches should license women in ministry um, because there are certain tax advantages that come from that, that benefit the church. They're aimed to benefit the church to have to pay them less, you know? Um, and so, um, 
I, I think I am in support of that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you have women out there who they've devoted their life to service of the church, right? In certain mm-hmm. roles. And by being licensed, you get those. It's not about being ordained. It's mm-hmm. about being licensed. I, I'm in favor of that, honestly. And that might be a little controversial from the conservative crowd, you know, but um, you're making a clear distinction here. This is the office of elder, overseer, pastor. These are people who devoted their life to ministry, ministry their ministers, for yeah. vocation, and they are entitled to those certain tax breaks as well. Uh, and again, it benefits the church ultimately because, to, you know, it helps you have a living wage. Uh, for less. I mean, I don't know it's significant, but basically you get a housing allowance that's tax deductible. That's really it. Mm-hmm. So we don't have some secret you yeah. know, other <laughs> no. thing than that. <laughs> yeah, but, not at all. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know what else there is to say about that. There's a lot. Yeah, I mean, there is say. a lot for yeah. sure uh, that's necessary. Um, yeah. I don't know uh, really what else to add to that other than, you know, it it did, I think, provided some clarity uh, and, ho- and, and also a little more ambiguity. Um, and if you have questions, just reach out. Um, you know, for sure. I appreciate a few who have, and I know you have as well. Um, yeah. What else? And it really has like no implications on us as a church. Yeah. I mean, we're <laughs> it's very keep, true. We're going to keep doing what we're doing yeah. right now, you know, and I think, uh, but, but, uh, but I do think like, I do think, you know, gracious, compassionate debate of the scriptures. We're going to see more and more, um, fractions, factions of how we understand the Bible. Um, And and it's okay to debate. It's okay to discuss. But man, we should always view the person right in front of us as someone who's made in the image of God. I heard Francis Chan say about John 17 one time, he said, uh, I'm not going to slander them because I know who their father is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's good. And so uh, and I know what he can do to me and I know what he has done for me. Yeah. (laughs) And so I'm not going to slander his child. And so I think uh, that's important. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, in reflection, I do, I do hope that this does not open the door. Uh, and, and there's some reasons I think it could, and some reasons I think it won't open the door for like more litmus tests to what it truly means. And I do think we have, you know, commissioned this task force to examine what it means to be in friendly cooperation with the Baptist faith and message. Um, because what some people are saying is, Hey, you're complementarian. We're egalitarian. Can't we just agree to disagree and still cooperate? I think what, what's different about this specific issue is because the language of the Baptist faith and message uh, that already existed, that affirmed this, that this is the interpretation that Baptists have held for scripture, or Southern Baptists have held for scripture, I should say, uh, versus other issues. You know, if we want to talk about eschatology, there's, there's been, you know, hey, we can agree to disagree, cooperation on that. But then again, the Baptist faith and message allows for that in terms of, um, in terms of, of salvation, you know, in fact, in 2013, there was actually like a resolution passed at the SBC that says Arminians and Calvinists can friendly cooperate. And, and so there's, you know, like there's, that was actually a resolution and a matter settled by the SBC. And I think there's room. And so what I, what I don't want is for this to be like the open door for like, oh yeah. yeah. And, and for some, it will be, it will, Mm. there are people, there Mm. are, I do think, There are people who will say, well, now how else can we get people who disagree with me because I'm right and I'm going to bring up every little nuance where they Mm. could be wrong. There are those people. There's those people everywhere you go, in every denomination, in every church, in everything. There's those people. Um, But I'm I'm hopeful that will not happen because um, this is something that was already 
there. Right. Um, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Um, you know, and my middle child peace, love and self, I'm like, Hey guys, we can, but ultimately it's like, Hey, but this is mm-hmm. what it says. And ultimately I just, we guess we got to go. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good point. Well, and time will tell. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, we just got to keep trying to honor Jesus and be about the kingdom and, and trust him. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking, uh, last week we talked about resolutions. There were some resolutions that were passed, uh, resolutions don't really have anything binding or action. They're basically, (laughs) you're ripping them up. That's what they, you feel like, uh, there's resolutions basically affirming certain things like this is, uh, it's it's too thick. There you go. Oh, I hear the sound effect. Uh, not because you disagree, but it's just kind of like, they're just resolutions that say, Hey, whereas this be it resolved this. And it's kind of like, like, hey, I resolve that we have no more resolutions because they aren't they aren't effective in terms of like they don't necessarily produce action. They usually affirm a direction or a widely held belief already. So uh, you can uh, read those uh, if you want to. You can yes. find them at uh, you know if you just Google you know SBC, SBC 20, resolutions resolutions twenty twenty three you'll yeah, find that's them. Right. So, this year's this year's twenty twenty three resolutions. Yeah, there you go. Well, yeah. last last week you talked about kind of your takeaways, and I think you just just rehit uh, those. You know, like the. Takeaways: The three C's you mentioned: conservative, cooperative, and concerned. And I think those are all great takeaways. I will say that you know I left thinking, hey, there are some great things happening. Yeah, man. There really yeah, are man. some great things happening. I think the increased uh, engagement, involvement of the International Mission Board and Global Missions. I'm more optimistic um, than I've ever been. I mean, about really, I think I agree. I think that there is a there's a bright future ahead, and uh, if we can just all stay humble, uh, be generous and gracious towards each other, uh, and cooperate for the greater, uh, mission, which is the great commission to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the father, son, the Holy spirit, and teaching them to observe all our community. And lo, he is with us always. You got to bring the KJV there. Bring low. So I'll memorize it. Lo, he's with us always, even until the end. Not from the Bible. Um, well, Hey, this exhausted us so much that we're going to take a month break. It's time for a summer break for Bayou Talks. So, uh, hey, in the next few weeks, uh, we will not be producing new new episodes. So you can take some time to catch up on uh, what you've missed this past season. And we'll be coming back this fall with season. Is August 1st fall? I mean, it's not here for sure. It's still 97 degrees. So we'll be coming Um, back when it's 97 degrees. But we say fall because it's like the fall semester. Well, yeah, sometimes. August 1st is a Tuesday. So we will will drop on a Tuesday. I know you're going to be waiting on the edge of your seat. That's right. You can't wait. Uh, And we'll, uh, that was season four. Four of Boggy Talk. Season, Season four. four. Wow. Wow. So, uh, and so uh, I wish that I had time to uh, make a compilation. I know. Of, you like, great, but I've negative time for that. You but don't. in my mind, I'm doing that for everyone who loves Boggy Talk. We're open to suggestions for yeah. things you want us to tackle in season four. Yeah, questions. Yeah, <laughs> you'll probably win that one. Yeah, maybe. Uh, you'll, I, run, I, you'll outrun I, me. I you'll outrun low. me. You'll uh, outrun me. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, and uh, we this. We, we tried playing some games this time. I think most of the time those work pretty well. If you've yeah. got ideas or just even format, we're, we're totally open yeah, to ideas. Open. Hey, yeah, we're whatever. open. So, hey, mm-hmm. we really do appreciate you listening. We're really thankful for your feedback, your questions. <laughs> like and- Saddleback Church, we're willing to go wherever, whatever works. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Too soon? Too, too soon? soon? Probably okay. too soon. All right, all right. Hey, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Boggy Talk. We are so glad you joined in the conversation. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss a beat.